From Relay FM, this is virtual episode number 46. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Build it beautiful. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Mr. Federico Vatici. Good afternoon, Mike. Good afternoon, Federico. How are you on this day? Um, I'm very well. It's very hot here still. Um, so I've been this week. I've been basically inside my house with mm-hmm. the air conditioning on, playing mm-hmm. video games. It's raining here right now. Oh yeah! <laughs> what yeah. a surprise! Yep. <laughs> so the summer heat is already over in the, in the UK. Oh, so I my Google Cardboard came. I bought a Google Cardboard. Oh yeah. Yeah, and mine came as well. The, the only difference is that I bought it like two months ago, and you bought it like on the same day, basically. Yeah, two days ago, <laughs> and then I, and then it came the next day. Um, so I really want to talk to you about it because obviously VR is a thing that we talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. But because I found the experience so incredible, mm-hmm. I convinced Stephen to buy one. <laughs> really? Yeah, I just said to him, "You have to. Like, you have to buy this." Um, so he's bought one. So maybe we could talk about it on Connected. Which yeah. dep- depends on how he feels about it. But I was just blown away, like yeah. absolutely blown away. It's really something else. I yes. mean, I, I never tried an Oculus. You did. I didn't. And so this was my first VR experience. Yep. And with a, with a phone, I mean, that's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. It's just... Uh, and it's a piece of cardboard, really, and I don't know, it's just super cool. I don't think there's any games, though, right? It's just like... There's some stuff in the App Store, but it's all pretty crap. Yeah. It, basically, you install the Google app, and it's just this bunch of experiences, like 360-degree mm-hmm. kind of stuff that you can look around, and it's pretty crazy. Yep. Yeah, we should talk about it with Steven. Yeah. Also, speaking of Google experiments, did you see they released the... Um, spotlight stories on the app store yesterday yeah what is that it's um it's a bunch of like videos i would say it's a it's a series of of experiments in 2d 3d animations uh spherical video spherical audio and it's basically like videos and animations and you can move your phone and use sensors to look around and if you use headphones, you can see 360-degree audio. You can sense, like, if something is behind, and then you rotate the smartphone, and the video rotates with you. It's super cool, and it's super difficult to describe. Mm, maybe and I'll have to try it. Yeah, it's um, it's a free app. You need to download each of these um, experiences. Right. Like, there's a, uh, the first one is about uh, drawings and all this animation about... Uh, like different drawings on screen and mm-hmm. it, it's about 200 megabytes so if you have a fast connection it's just a couple of minutes um it's super cool yeah i think they will they announced yesterday also that they will do um 360 degree video on youtube also eventually in the youtube app for for ios yeah that didn't they talk about that io like with the gopro cameras yeah yeah i think so I think so. They're doing all these VR-related things. And it's kind of surprising that uh, the Spotlight Stories app doesn't have, like, Google Cardboard support. Because I thought that that would be obvious, you know? You yeah. download the app and you, you know, put put the phone inside the, the, the VR thing. And it would have been cool. Maybe they'll do it at some point. Or maybe they'll yeah. just create something completely different. Yeah, I don't know, but it, it's interesting. I, can, I I really can't wait to try an Oculus at this point. I really want to try it, but I really don't want to buy it. Yeah. So I got to I gotta find some place. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe next year when it goes on sale, there will be like demo stations in GameStop. I don't know. Speaking of GameStops, this is totally unrelated. Did you know, I don't know if it's an Italian thing or like an international thing. Basically, my local GameStop here in Rome, like my nearest one, basically remodeled the entire store and now half of the store is dedicated to clothes and accessories. That and seems to be a thing that's happening in loads of game stores. Like, okay. So there's a big chain here called Game and the stores that they have left now buy and sell the used electronics. Mm-hmm. So that's like the way that they make money. Like they'll buy yeah. your old MacBook or your old iPhone. Oh, wow. Okay. And then they sell them at secondhand prices. Mm. So I went the other day and I knew that the GameStop was uh, closed for a couple of weeks. 
So we went there and I was totally shocked because there's like basically half of the store is now t-shirts, bags, uh, hats, and, you know, all these other accessories. And and I think it's a super clever idea, right? Because increasingly people are downloading games digitally. They don't want to buy physical copies. And so it's I think it's clever as a business decision because you cannot wear digital stuff, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you need to buy the physical <laughs> clothes and accessories. But it's also kind of sad that a video game store is becoming an accessory store. Well, you know? they sell uh, video game related yeah, things. Sure. Yeah, and they look great. The but, uh, you know, the nostalgic in me kind of misses the days when you needed to go to the video game. So I know that it's better today. And this is one of those cases of me being 27 this year and looking back at when I was 10 and going to the video game store with my mom, you know. Mm -hmm. I know that it's better today. You can just fire up the PlayStation and download a game. It's much better today. Uh, Your birthday still, soon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. A few weeks. Yeah, sorry, yeah. in my calendar. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mike, I have a, I have a few a few links for you. Yeah, we're gonna say we're we're gonna talk about her story today. Yes, I just can't wait to talk about it. So that, yes. that's going to be one of the big topics today is her story. But of course, Federico has his cavalcade of links for us. No, it's beforehand. just four four links this week. Okay. Not not much going on in my video game feeds. Okay. Uh, so the first one, <laughs> this is for you, Mike. Um, so someone made a, a demo of a Pokemon game with the Unreal 4 engine. Yep. And, I've seen a lot it, of these in the last couple yes, of weeks. They did Mario, they did uh, Zelda, I think, a while back. But Pokemon, <laughs> it's too realistic, Mike. It looks incredible. It looks I, so I good. Knew, <laughs> so if, if it ever comes down to making an open-world Pokemon RPG game, the one that you want... Oh, why can't it just exist? This is basically like Skyrim meets Pokemon, and it's too weird <laughs> for me. I mean, the this animations... This is exactly what a Pokemon game should looks be. looks fantastic, look like. but it's yeah. so dark and gritty, you know? Yeah, but it, don't ha it doesn't have to look like that, mm. you know? It could still be bright and colorful, but Pokemon games should be massive open-world 3D environments now, where you walk around and you catch Pokemon and you go from town to town. Like, that's what I want to see. Like, Grand Theft Pokemon or something, you know? Oh, wow, okay. I, this is what I want. <laughs> I, I really just want... I mean, you know, this, this this video is showing, like, a you're controlling a Charmander, right? But yes. that's not what I want. <laughs> I want to be a character going around in the world, catching Pokemon, going from gym to gym in a massive 3D environment. Like, I just want them to give me that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's That's your dream. Eventually, Mike, maybe. Just a little Charmander running around the place. Yeah, and there's animals, which is kind of weird. The mix of a Charmander and real animals. Yep, he's burning those goats, so. <laughs> That's what a Charmander does. He um, burns goats. <laughs> um, uh, so I told you a few weeks ago that I, I'm playing with Ryu in Super Smash Brothers. So mm -hmm. it's the Street Fighter character. And it's super cool. I do, I do like playing as Ryu. Uh, but there's a, a, a little case study. Which is interesting. Um, Ryu has a very specific uh, moveset, you know, based on uh, decades of Street Fighter games. And Nintendo had to make some modifications to the to the core combinations of moves and you know combos in Super Smash to make sure that Ryu would fit with Super Smash, but also with the previous Street Fighter games. So there's a video that I found via Polygon. Uh, you can go check it out on YouTube, and it's a very it's a comparison of Ryu, Ryu and his combos and specials from previous Street Fighter games, as compared to Super Smash on the 3DS and Wii U, which is super cool. If you if you're a Street Fighter fan and also a Super Smash fan and like to play as Ryu in Smash, go check it out. Uh, another video. This one is a really good one. So Jeremy Parrish. He, he writes a US gamer, is one of the top video game journalists that I follow. He has um, this special website at Game Boy World where he tries to document the entire history of the Game Boy and Game Boy games. And he's now doing really, really great YouTube videos as well. And he did a special this week on Gunpei Yokoi, so the historic Nintendo uh, video game and console designer, uh, unfortunately passed away over 20 years ago, too young. Uh, but he was the, the the basically the genius behind Metroid, the Game Boy, 
the Game Watch consoles that Nintendo used to do before the Game Boy, uh, many other Nintendo games, and really what the video does, and this was really well done because most Gunpei Yokoi retrospectives just focus on his accomplishments from a release perspective. So he did this game and this console and this other game. And instead, uh, Jeremy Parrish really makes a good point in that he says Nintendo, even after Yokoi's passing, has been the most successful when they try to apply the, the, the model that Gumpa Yokoi wanted to follow, which is try to make compromises by saving the costs of a console and increasing the, the fun aspect of playing a video game and the ease of use. Hmm. So famously, Nintendo made the Game Boy with a very underpowered CPU and very cheap components, but those cheap components allow them to make a cheap console and allow them to make to sort of create an environment for developers with many constraints, but those constraints kind of, um, in a way, helped creativity because you had very clear limitations, so you needed to be creative when, make, when making a video game. And obviously, the Game Boy could run on four AA batteries, which yep. you know was very, very important for, for people. And this philosophy of you know uh, trying to make a chip console but also use their relatively you know, cheap components as a way to increase creativity and fun. The same model worked for the DS, worked for the Wii, uh, and it didn't work when Nintendo tried to focus on other aspects of the, of the experience. So the GameCube, which wanted to simply be uh, you know, a more powerful version of the Nintendo 64 with a, with a CD, kind of, with a mini-disc format, it wasn't successful. The Wii U, which wanted to be like more than a Wii, but not as revolutionary as the Wii, also is not working out. And you could also say the same maybe about the 3DS, which is not to say that these consoles don't have great games, because they do. But they don't have the amazing, record-breaking success of the DS and the Wii. So it does seem that even many years after Gunpei Yokoi's passing, his model is still very much, you know, inside Nintendo. And when they follow this model, they are successful. So I wonder if, you know, for the next console, they will try to kind of go back to, to the model behind the Game Boy, the DS, and the Wii. It's a great video. That's interesting. Yeah, I wonder if they'll do that. I mean, it feels like that they tried to continue it, but but couldn't or just didn't for whatever reason. But it definitely feels like an underpinning of what makes Nintendo great, right? Yeah. Keep yeah, things yeah. cheap and accessible and keep them fun. Yeah. Also, I really recommend subscribing to Jeremy Parrish, uh, the channel on YouTube. He's documenting basically every game ever released on the Game Boy, and there's some stuff that is so weird mm. and so Japanese in a, in a great, weird way. Uh, it's, it's a... It's an, very, it's a crazy task to, <laughs> to to document every single Game Boy game, but it's doing an excellent job. Um, the the last link, Mike. So, do you know the game uh, Ear Walk by Simogo? I have heard of it, but I have not played it because oh. when I look mm. at it, it creeps me out. Oh yeah, it's super creepy. Yeah, and I played the original game on the iPad. I think two years ago, almost. I finished the game. It was a, it's this crazy, creepy adventure set in the i think in the in the scandinavian folklore or something uh, it's a tale of murder and like <laughs> dead babies and monsters it's super creepy uh but it's a great game and and it's one of the most innovative and and you know unique uh iOS games and it's no surprise because Simogo does make these kind of games and now they they're they're making a version for the Wii U and I wouldn't link to to this kind of port if it wasn't for the the unique stuff that they're doing with the gamepad. So on iOS, uh, Earwalk comes as a as a game, and there's a companion app that you can download to read more about all the tradi- traditions and the history of the items and artifacts mentioned in the game. It's uh, composed as a diary, and as you read this diary in the in the Earwalk companion app, uh, you know more about the story and the background. 
And the, it seems to me, judging from the trailer, that they're using the gamepad to incorporate the, the companion app, and they're also using the gamepad for motion controls, for drawing objects with the stylus, and of course reading all this other extra information. And it, it looks like they're, it's not a, it, it's one of those ports done well, because you, they're still taking, even if it's not an original Wii U game, they're still taking advantage of the gamepad in, in, in an interesting way. So, yeah, so, I mean, Simogo, great company, so it's no surprise that they do, they do great stuff. You bet. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm interested to talk about this game. Let's take a break. Sure. Because I need, I can't keep okay. it in anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is killing me. So this week's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Squarespace. You can start building your website today at squarespace.com and use the offer code insert coin at checkout. It's going to get you 10% off at Squarespace. Build it beautiful. When it comes to giving yourself a place on the internet, Squarespace is a place to go. They give you everything that you're going to need and they take away all the stuff that you don't want to have to worry about. With Squarespace, you can build a website that's going to look professionally designed regardless of your skill level. There's no coding required. Whether you know how to do this stuff or not, maybe you just want to take a break from having to write and code your own websites this is the stuff that squarespace can provide you they have all the tools that you're going to need they use state-of-the-art technology to keep your site looking fresh to keep it secure and to keep it stable squarespace sites they're backed up by the, all of their years and years of experience. They have great teams there. They can keep websites up and they keep them looking great. All of Squarespace's fantastic templates are really great to look at and they all feature responsive design. They've even created some templates that cater to certain professions like for example, you know, if you have a band or you have a restaurant and they think about functionality in that way like you can add Google Maps to show locations you can add audio players to put your music on and stuff like that. Squarespace has 24-7 support through live chat and email. They have teams located in New York, Dublin, and Portland. So they have people that are there around the clock, ready to help you if you have any problems, questions, or queries with Squarespace. This is something that they put a lot of time and effort in, and it's something that they're very proud of, and rightly so. They have their commerce platform, so anybody can add their own store to Squarespace. We use it at RelayFM at relay.fm slash store. You can go there. We use the Squarespace functionality of that to sell stickers and some t-shirt stuff, so if you ever want any of that stuff, you can do that, and that's all powered by Squarespace's great platform, because they do it better than we ever could. It's the same as our blog. It's a Squarespace blog as well, because they do it better than we ever could so why even bother writing it ourselves this is about you know knowing we could get people to do it we could pay people to do it and build our own but it's never going to be as good it's never going to be as updated or secure as squarespace is going to make so you can sign up for a free trial right now with no credit card required and start building your website today by going to squarespace.com when you decide to sign up make sure that you use the offer code insert coin that's all one word to get 10 percent off your first purchase and show your support for virtual we thank squarespace for their help today Squarespace, build it beautiful. Okay, so from here on, massive spoilers for her story. Yes. Like this game is to look at a weird game, and we'll probably even talk about whether it even is a game. Stop the show here. Go to the app store. Download this thing. Mm-hmm. Preferably play it on an iPad. I don't yes. even know if it's on the iPhone, but preferably play I it on the iPad. I think it is. Uh, I don't know. But an iPhone will work, but it'll be try- you'll, you'll get why it's better on the iPad. Uh, go away and play it and come back because there are going to be so many spoilers and like I think that me and Federico may even spoil the story for each other. So that's what makes this game so special. So what is her story? Her story, it's a... Let's say, it's a, it's a, it's a detective game, I would say. Mm-hmm. But instead of having 3D graphics... It's a, what they call an FMV, full motion video uh, game. So you have real actor. Like there's actually just one actress in the, in the videos. And as a, you're, you, you play as a person at a computer um, and you browse through these clips of interrogations of this woman or these women. <laughs> um, and and, and as, you, as you watch these clips... Uh, they tend to be from five-second clips to a couple of minutes for each clip. Uh, there's hundreds of them. You can you can tag videos so you can remember them later. And the entire interface is actually just a search bar. So you 
type into the search box for keywords or clues that you uh, want to find and those words are matched with the transcripts of the interrogation and as you select a video you watch a video you learn something new and you start to form this story in your mind the case um, is of a this man simon smith uh, he disappeared and eventually is found dead in his apartment and you need to your job is to actually not a job because you're not a uh, police you don't officer. even know like you don't even you don't know. even know why you're there until the very end yeah until the very end well like uh, at, like there's just nothing to explain why you're even doing this no um so basically you kind of just have to pick it up and there's some readme documents on because it, it creates like this like 90s desktop and yes. there are some readme documents you read them it tells you what you need to do like just to start searching for things and then you end up just going on this trail now here's something that i would like to do before we talk about the game any further mm-hmm. i want to see what you think happened and then i'll tell you what i think happened in this story what the result is so tell oh, me. So, so you want to jump to to the theory? I think it section. might be good to jump to okay. where we both ended up, then talk about how mm-hmm. we got there. I think so I fun. think I think Hannah and Eve are the same person, and I think she suffers from split personality disorder. Okay. You think they are twins? I think they're twins. <laughs> okay. I believe that there are two women. Oh, Mike! No. <laughs> I believe that they're twins. And that um, Hannah killed her husband, Simon, when he she found out that he was having mm-hmm. an affair with her twin sister. Mm-hmm. They tried to cover it up. They tried to... They created an alibi. And then mm-hmm. Hannah was found to... My belief is that she was eventually found to be guilty. Uh, and Eve is pregnant, and she has... Well, we can talk about that in a bit, but that's my my theory, is that they are actually twins. Um, And I can see why you think that's a split personality thing, Mm -hmm. but there's just a few points in the story which don't make sense to me otherwise. Okay. So, because I I also have a few points in the story that don't make sense to me, for my theory. So why do you think Hannah and Eve are two different people. It's just a bunch of the stuff that happens. So a lot of the stories about her being like the mum thinking that one of them died and the midwife stole Eve, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. raised her as her own child. Um, And then there are parts like the motive for murder in that Simon gave them both a mirror, the same mirror, and Mm -hmm. that was how they discovered well, that was how Hannah discovered that he was having an affair with Eve. Okay, so right there, my main problem with the with the the very beginning of the story. So um, Hannah's mother gave birth to two sisters, mm-hmm. and they thought one of them was dead, basically. Yep. Yep. So the midwife took her, and the story goes that this other sister, Eve. She grew up in the attic of the midwife house. She was called Florence. Mm -hmm. And she grew up looking up from the window and being jealous of the life of her sister. Uh, So her her sister lived in a a, a pretty house. She had both parents. And basically she had what she didn't have. And apparently, according to, to, to Anna and Eve... They started basically communicating at the age of five and eventually seeing each other while their parents didn't know about this. Right? My, my way of understanding this is that Eve leaves Florence when Florence dies. She dies when she's young. And yes. then Eve moves into Hannah's home and lives in the attic. Yes. So what are the chances of two very young children being able to pull this off? I get that. That's the whole, right? <laughs> but there yes. are enough parts of it where it starts... I, I can see the split personality thing. And at the end of the day, there is a very... 
very strong chance that that is it. But there are just certain parts of the way that the story is told that just make yeah. me think, think that it's two people. The main argument in favor of the twin theory is the bruise and the tattoo. Yeah. So can I explain yes, a little bit about please. that? So one of the key things about the bruise, because a lot of these interviews are happening within days of each other. Yes. And there's, uh, a, there's a date on, yeah. the, on the video. And at certain parts in the story... Hannah has a bruise on her face, yes. on her left cheek and cheek. eye. Yes. And she is talking about that. Um, she has her hair up, right? My, my mm-hmm. theory in this is Hannah has her hair up, Eve has her yes. hair down. Yes. Um, and basically she says that she fell off the cabinet and banged her face. But I found out for other clips that Eve was telling that there was a struggle and uh before basically when they were arguing when Hannah and Simon were arguing about the affair Simon struck Hannah and she and and she dropped the mirror and broke it she then picked up the mirror and sliced his throat with the glass mm-hmm. so that's like that that story and then Eve doesn't have a bruise on her face and at one point in the story because there are certain parts where you get clips which are exactly the same from two different mm-hmm. the two different people they tell them in the same way and Eve is talking about the bruise, and she holds her right side of her face. Yes. And it's like, bang, that's two people. But you know why that, that actually means could be this, the same person? Because when you look in a mirror, you're, <laughs> you know? <laughs> There's a lot about mirrors in this story. Yes, because Simon used to work as a... A glass, a glacier, a glaze, glazier, glazier, or something like that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he 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 makes mirrors, yeah, (laughs) and glasses. So uh, there's a the mirror thing is a is a recurring theme, and one of the theories is that when you look in a mirror, uh, basically you know the image is inverted, so it would make sense to you know kind of touch the wrong cheek during the interrogation, and but I could see I could see it being both ways, you know. Uh, I mean, of course, having a tattoo and a bruise, and the other person doesn't have a tattoo and a bruise, could be a very strong. But we never know because you never see but Hannah with be... a short-sleeved shirt on. So she, that's yeah, no, the there's, other thing. there's there's one point I saw an image comparison on Twitter of uh, Hannah with the short sleeves and no tattoo, actually. So oh, there's really? one, yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm gonna find the image and I'm gonna send it to you. Um. Maybe it was on a forum, on, on NeoGAF, I think. Maybe someone was comparing the two or saying, where's the tattoo? So it could either be that this is one mistake from the developer, but I don't think so. Or it could be that it's a temporary tattoo, and it could be that you cover cover up the bruise with some makeup. Or it could be that it's two different people. And this is very much open to interpretation, and this is one of the greatest things about this game. Uh, but my my, I have some points to make about my theory um, as well. So the first thing that I noticed is that while Hannah has a, there's a clip where she states her name to the police officers, and I have to assume that during an interrogation, this is the first thing that you do: you state your name and you say who you are. There's no equivalent clip for Eve. There's just. Uh, a clip where Eve says, my mother called me Eve, but there's no, let's say, presentation uh, to the police officers. There's, there's the no... lie detector. Yeah, but there's no equivalent of the other clip. My name is uh, Hannah H, you know, that yeah. kind of But you video. see the lie detector, right, where she says, my name is Hannah Smith, and, it come, and she says it's the only question she gets wrong. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so there's <sighs> that. <laughs> and there's also uh, the fact that, so I, I don't know if you caught this, but um, did you come across the clips about the the knock code? I did. Okay. Did you Google the knock code? Did you try to... <laughs> to crack it? No, I didn't. Uh, I did. <laughs> I spent, spent like an hour trying to translate the clips. And by the way, one of the, the only flaws in this game is, is that you cannot pause a video. And during the knock code sessions, it happens very fast. So the knock code is basically there's like an alphabet on a grid and each mm, column and each row uh, contain a letter. And so to 
tap a letter on a on a desk. So you do something like this. And that means like A or B or I don't know. Yeah. And the tap code is something that prisoners of war used to rely on to communicate by knocking on like prison cells or radiators or walls if, if they made any noise. And so Hannah and Eve, according to the story, used to communicate by using the tap code. Mm -hmm. And so during interrogations, there's a few clips where she knocks on the desk. And one of the strongest indicators for the split personality theory is that um, when she does this, her basically she uh, switches continuously from her right hand to the left hand. And she looks at the two hands as if she was re like really two different personalities, mm. the right hand and the left hand. And if you listen to her story about communicating in the attic with the tap code and her parents thinking that it was some mouse uh, going around in the attic, instead there were the two kids communicating with the knock code, it really... It, it really seems to me as if it's just one person doing this. And the way that she looks at both hands doing the code and the story about her parents completely ignoring the fact that there's two children in the attic. I mean, what, what are the chances of two kids, very young, being able to pull this off of hiding one of them in the attic and her parents not knowing this and doing the knock code and her parents think it's it's a mouse it just seemed very stretched it's far-fetched it is far-fetched yeah i mean but it's still it's what not I impossible <laughs> it's not impossible but it does seem i mean and even when you think about the the affair right so the story goes that uh simon goes to a bar to a local as the, do you call it a local in yeah. the in the UK yeah we we actually call it a local in Italy as well um so the local where where they go to simon tends to go there alone sometimes and the 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 life that eve has she's a uh, She's younger, I think. No, no, she's the same age actually, but she behaves yeah. as a younger sister. So, so she's a she, she's a singer, uh, right? Mm -hmm. She performs in bars, and she has a very, very much different lifestyle uh, than than Hannah. Uh, she sleeps with many men. She catches an STD at one point, um, and during one of her nights at the bar she performs at the bar she meets simon and simon she wears a wig a blonde wig during the performance and simon catches the similarity between hannah and between her his wife and and eve but it doesn't sound like he knows right away that they're no. sisters i think so he, he never begins, knows he never he, according to the story he he gets to no at the very end right because like the argument that causes the the fight between Hannah and uh Simon is about the reveal of her sister being pregnant that was the way that i interpreted the story right okay yeah yeah right so simon meets eve at the at a bar and she's he starts this affair with Eve. And the way that I that I look at this could easily be that they're related. So these are two people that got, they had a, a child at 17, year, 17 year old. And they get married very young. And more than, than a decade pass. And this is a very young couple uh they they didn't go through the, with the pregnancy because Hannah had a miscarriage so it's a couple that went through a lot simon works a lot and they've been married for over 10 years they're still young and it it's not absurd to think that at one point simon may want to kind of you know spice it up a little bit with some role play that's the other part of it which i consider yeah 
is that it's... It... I mean, Simon, you know, it, it's not absurd to think that no. after 10 years, they're still young, they go to a bar, she pretends to be another person, mm -hmm. so they start this quote-unquote affair with Eve, you know? I mean, it's not a. It's when this is so great because when you look at the story, it's it makes so sense difficult. It ways. makes you question yourself. Yeah. So it's not absurd to think that you know Simon kind of wants something different. Uh, her his wife starts wearing a wig, and she goes by by the name of Eve, and they start this affair. And the 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 problem is that Eve is pregnant by the end of the story. Yeah. And Simon is very much upset. So if it's a different per if if she's a different person, if she's the sister, Simon wh why does Simon get upset? Because Hannah doesn't ever mention to him that she has a sister. But if it's the same person, Simon gets upset because this means that, you know, uh, his wife is cheating on him. Because Eve has a very, you know, lavish lifestyle. No, but wouldn't if they if it was a schizophrenic thing, wouldn't it be that like Simon was the dad? Maybe I don't know. But Eve says I sleep with many men. But many it doesn't men, mean you know? it's. This is the thing. It's so difficult. <laughs> it's so yes. difficult. Like, did you get all the stories where they were talking about like going out on dates and stuff, and how they would have to switch places? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what are again? What are the chances of being able to do this They're reliably? Twins. You could do it. Oh, uh, I mean, going into the bathroom, uh, exchanging real quickly, and doing this multiple times in the same date. Yeah, I mean, it is okay, all far fetched, but it is there, possible. There are, there are parts of the story though where it's like, well, you know, like the idea of the the, the mirrors and. Because the, the mirrors being such a consistent part of the story is so difficult. And there's a thing called the mirror game, mm -hmm. which I expect is a clue, but I can't work out how. So no, like I think it's just a reference to the fact that... Uh, because there's some people saying that the mirror game uh, kind of gives some sort of truth to the idea of the split personality. Because the way that you play it, like... It's against this, yourself. Yes. You play against yourself. And also, you know, the mirror, the, the mirror image, the reflection, that sort of makes sense with the split personality theory. Uh, but again, w what about the bruise and the tattoo? Because you always go back there. Exactly. And, and also you go back the, to the idea of an alibi of Eve being in Glasgow during, you know, when, when Simon got killed yeah but the thing is about the alibi we hear about it but we never know it's proven exactly there's no proof it's just a interrogation plus her story changes i i i yeah i really like how the title of the game is basically during one of the clips she's eve says well her story is so it's there are a bunch of of references to it, like because she yeah. talks about how she finds Florence, her midwife mum's diary, and mm -hmm. she's like, "I'll oh, reading through her story." Oh, nice! Yeah, and it's like, oh, but yeah, there uh, is the other part. Was like, well, this is what her story is, and you, you know, do you believe her story? It's this is just superb, but I what, don't. What it doesn't think... feel like a video game to me. It's like a yeah, whole that's what I wanted to ask you. other experience. Like it's a, it's an experience. It's not. A game. Is it important to label it as a game? I think for t to sell it, it is. Because mm. what else do you call it? Sure. I mean, it's a, when you got to choose a category on the App Store or Steam, it is a game. Or if you want to choose what press to target. like mm -hmm. It is a game, but it's not like any game I've ever played before. Because there's nothing... There's no, like, big... Mechanic. You're just watching videos, and there's no right or wrong. There's no end. There is no. There's nothing. Like you, it's, the, yeah, the yeah. game. So the the way that the game ends, because there will definitely be people listening to this who who won't play, which is fine. But I think you really, really should. Yeah. But what happens is, like, I'm playing the game, and things are changing throughout the story. Like at a certain point, the music changes, 
Um, and that seemed to change. The music seemed to change to me when the first time I felt like I discovered that they were twins. Yeah. So, so maybe there are certain video clips that trigger certain things to happen. And it gets to a certain point in the story. I feel like I'm starting to uncover things here, but there's still a lot of gaps in my mind. And this little screen pops up and it says like chit chat or something. Mm-hmm. And then someone sends me a message and they're like, are you done yet? Um, and I said, no, mm-hmm. because I didn't feel I did like I was done. I did the same. And then I kept playing for a bit. And then I, this is like today. So then I went and got ready for the day. I took a bath. I got out of the bath and it hit me. And I was like, oh, that's the end. <laughs> I was like, what happens if I say I am done? Yeah. So I went back to it and said, yep, I'm finished. And then it said something along the lines of, I hope you know. I hope Do you, you understand why your mother did this? Yeah, that's it. And and the, the person on the other end of the chat says, so Sarah, do you understand why your mother did this? And Sarah was the name of, uh, they discussed in the in the videos, the name of the, the baby. Mm-hmm. And so the story should be of this child or teenager at, yep. at this point, many years later, going to the police office and looking at the videos in the archive to understand why her mother uh, did something. And the again, this, for me, very much makes me think that it's a split personality problem because why would she, if it's two people, why would she go there and why would the other person say, do you understand why your mother did this? If it wasn't a case of her mother being crazy. Why? Because if it's two people, what did what did her mother do? So was it Eve or Hannah that went to prison? Did they ever make a decision on who well, was guilty or not? They would both go to prison. Why? Uh, murder and and assist and for assisting. Mm. I don't know. It seems easier for me to think that her mother had a, had a split personality disorder and her daughter, many years later, she never got to grow up with her mother uh, and goes to the police office and tries to understand why her life was so different. But the story, the, the question could be, like you could extend it, right? So your question, like the, the, the rest of the question that is being asked that you are filling in is, do you understand now why your mother was the way that she was and why she killed your father, right? Mm-hmm. But my story is, do you understand why your mother tried to protect your aunt? Mm. Yeah, could be. because in my version of this they both go to prison Hannah Mm. goes to prison for murder and then uh, and Eve goes to prison for like assisted like for assisting the murder trying to cover it up Uh, yeah oh this is is so great I know it's I don't ever want to know I do but I don't ever want to know the real story and it seems like the creator uh is it sam hang on let me find barlow this. sam barlow he is i've seen reports of this that he's never gonna say no what it is i mean because but reason, he has a he has an, a very clear idea in mind oh he knows he knows he's made the story like and at the end of the day whether even if like it's the thing where he didn't write it so there like there is no ending there is no written ending decided ending he still knows his opinion of what happened and that mm. is the truth right but like i i saw i've been i downloaded this game as soon as it came out like cuz it was featured in the app store um and i just left it on my ipad and Same. i was Same. seeing video game twitter talking yes. about it constantly yes and then when you told me you'd played it that was like just the final straw for me and then mm-hmm. i played it and i basically have just put i don't know maybe like three or four hours into it i think over the last couple of days maybe not that long but uh i feel like i could keep going like i could yeah, have i'm watching going. the clips again yeah because i haven't seen everything i definitely haven't seen everything yeah me neither 
So I know that there's more in there, but at this point, I don't think I'm going to get more, out more like a more clearer picture than what I mm-hmm. feel like I have. I'm either going to come out the way that I am or I'm going to change my opinion because that was part of it, right? I was also thinking, is this the same person? But I think that there are just a couple of key points which pr- disprove that. In the same way as from your perspective, you believe your thing and there are a couple of key points that disprove mm-hmm. my theory. What if genius? You you mentioned that there's no game mechanic. Yeah. But what if personal interpretation is the game mechanic? Well, when I'm, I, I probably I phrased that quite badly. I mean, like, there's no control system. Yeah, like nothing. That kind of thing. You're not doing. You're not controlling anything. You're not doing anything. You're just typing into a search field and watching video. And like, there's no like you know level up or there's no like you know nothing happens specifically nothing changes you just have to watch enough video that ends up triggering the end mm-hmm. you know like that and everything else is just it's on it's on you you know and it's like a weirdly you know like procedurally generated kind of thing right because the game changes as you go through it because you're and because the, the game is happening in your mind that's where the game is taking place is you trying to work out what the heck is going on here um so like it's just I mean there's nothing like traditional about it in that way but boy this is one of the best things I've played in a long time yeah I mean it's such an, an a different kind of experience to like you're not given levels or a sandbox you're not given anything that requires imagination you're given facts and you imagine what's going on or at least you're given a version of the facts or two versions of the facts and the the thing about the the videos you don't hear the questions of the police officers you just hear the statements from Hannah and Eve and that's such a great decision from a let's say game design perspective because you, in your mind, you ask the questions. You make up your own questions. You try to put it all together and trying to figure out not only the story and how it goes with Hannah and Eve, but also what the police officers may want to know, what the detectives may want to put together. So it happens on two levels. You try to understand the perspective of Hannah and Eve and the story, but you also try to understand the layer of the investigation. And as a criminal story, as a detective game, that's such a such a, a great way to, to kind of capture the player. It's a very capturing game in my mind. And and I, I played for like seven hours straight. I went to bed at 7 a.m. the other day. <laughs> I just couldn't put it down. Yeah. And I, I There was a point where I, yesterday I had to put it down because I was stuck. Mm-hmm. Like, And I genuinely needed like 12 hours, 13 hours to allow my brain to start piecing it together. Because mm-hmm. when I put it down, I didn't have a theory. But going away from the game and it was rattling around in my brain a bit helped me put together the theory that I have. And that is so special. This game is so special. It's a triumph. Like It is just so different. And I've never... I don't think I've ever played a game that has made me think about it as much as this had. What did Um, you think of the acting? Oh, she's fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Because I saw some people saying that it's too forced or too... There uh, are parts of it that are forced. Yeah, but overall... But it's not, you know, it's like it's going to be because she is having to... Because of the choice of not having anybody speak, that's why it's forced. Because she has to force answers around questions that were never spoken. Mm-hmm. So that that's the forced part, and that is like a difficult part of acting when you're doing that kind of thing. But she, I think that the lady, I think her name's like Viv or Vi or something like that. Viva Seifert? Yeah. Seifert? It, yeah, yeah. She is a just superb and also very beautiful. Yes. Um, she's, she's just fantastic. Like, yeah. you Did can... you see the song? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That that's a great song. That was a murderous so song, right? Yes, Did you see yes. the clip about 
Eve saying about drowning, Hannah? Yes. Yeah. To hold her head underwater. And that's what the song was about as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so creepy. Yeah. Um, But There are a bunch of, like, murderous tendencies that come through, which are really interesting. And and I don't know how I feel about those. It maybe adds to the theory of psychosis of some description. Like, she, she talks quite a few times about killing things mm-hmm. and it i think it tends to be eve who says this stuff yeah eve seems to be more of the aggressive she's one wild and, yeah hannah yeah. is the more calm and kind of subdued yeah. kind of personality which or further <laughs> adds to the to your theory of the dual personalities like it's it's really difficult but yeah they, they come out every now and then and they talk about killing something uh, and it's like ah okay, yeah. Oh man, what a what an experience! It needs to be one of the games of the year on the App Store at least. Oh, no if they don't me. give this a game of the year, I don't know what's going on. Because this is where does this game exist? Just on the I- Steam? IOS? No, it's it, it was came a Mac, out on it was Steam a Mac game, PC game, right? Came out on Steam, but it makes perfect sense on on, on the iPad. I loved the typing sound. Yes, that oh made me. God. That was such a satisfying sound. Yes. Did you know that you can turn off the the glare? Yeah. Effect on the. I screen? turned it off, but turned it back on again. Yeah, because it feels more real. Yeah. So that <laughs> place, Portsmouth, that's where my brother lives. Oh yeah. Yeah, he lives there. Yeah, the place that the game is set in. Nice. So it's yeah, it's town. very very British as a, as a game. Yeah, there are lots of Britishisms in it, and I yeah. wonder how they translate but there are a lot of them in here, which I really like because it makes it feel more real because yeah. they they kept that stuff in because it would have been yeah. easier for everybody to remove those references, Yeah, but they stick, and, and I really like that they're in there because it, it gives you, that, that rea- reality to it. Did you take any notes? <sighs> no, this is a problem I had. I wish I did because I, kept, I would have an idea and then the video would end and I'd forget. Oh, yeah. I took notes and I actually used the iOS 9 um, um, ah, slide over, slide over with notes. Yeah. And I would type and hide the notes I was sidebar. leaving lots of notes in the metadata of the video clips, though. Oh, no, I didn't. I just used the notes app. So I was categorizing the clips that mm-hmm. I thought were most interesting. Yeah. Anyway, they, then they th- come out back, back again if you search in again. Yeah, but. yeah. They, they, they're like tags. What do you think the purpose was of adding them to the video session? Just for you? Yeah, I think so. Because I, think so. I wonder just... what it is that triggers the end. I think it's just the total number of clips that you see. How that much of the sense. story you, you, you watch. Yeah. That was, that's what I read somewhere. Right, that makes, sense. that yeah. makes sense. There's a bunch of secrets, commands that you can type into the search bar, but you gotta make sure that you watch the credits until the end. Oh, I did. did what did I miss? Uh, basically, you, you, you can now use a bunch of admin underscore something commands. So there's un- admin un- underscore unlock, which lets you, what, when you type something in the search box, you can view up to 15 search results instead of five. Uh, okay. You and this is interesting. You can use admin underscore share, and when you do, uh, the the mail app launches, and with the pre-filled address, which is like wordcloud at herstorygame, and there's there should be an attachment with a, a list of your uh, search history sent to the game developer, and the idea is that eventually uh, he will make a public database of search queries for her story players. Huh. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other commands to erase your data and something else. But admin unlock is the more most useful one. Has any um, are there any like concrete secrets or cheats or theories? No, like- just a bunch of Easter eggs with the with the knock code. I think he said there's a secret command that nobody knows, but I'm not sure. Yeah, he knows. I I feel like there's more. There is an answer in this game. Just there nobody's found it yet. That's yes. my feeling. There is there is a clip, which explains it all. I think, but it's just buried away. But do you, 
What do you feel about having more? I want another game? one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Don't you think that the suspense and the open interpretation of the ending is the game? I guess so. Yeah, but I mean, like, I want another of these games, another detective story. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because people are comparing this to True Detective, which is really interesting. Hmm. Because it does feel like that. Maybe. Because during that first season... But I, season one, season, yeah. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> you're, trying, you're trying to piece together the story of what's going yes. on as it's unfolding in front of you, and it's like interviews and stuff like that. But I would love, I would love another one of these. Um, like another great I just want to know. I, I don't know if I want to know the truth of this game. Uh, I feel like I in this podcast, I've changed my mind multiple times, and now I do want to know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I probably want to know. I want to know what he thinks. You know. Yeah, it would be so great. You know, as a GDC sh- session next year, <laughs> you should reveal the entire process behind the game. I would love to 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 know about the the background of like the making of this game, because the acting. I mean, each shot these videos, he hired the actress. Yep. And wrote the story. And... Wrote the. I mean, can you imagine writing the story? And this is one of the greatest game design parts of the game. The way that he had to, because there's no linear story, so the story yeah. changes accordingly to what you search. And to be able to have clips that would make sense in any kind of succession, you know? There must have been an incredible amount of game testing. Yes, that's crazy. Because you've got to know when to stop them, the clips and and, and stuff like that, right? Like, you've got to know what parts to cut out. And then everything is, obviously, it's searched by the subtitles, right? Is what I assume is the way that that works. For instance, how did you how did you get to because I got to the to the Eve uh, name after a, like an hour or oh, so. Oh, mine came so, so quickly. Yeah. I'm so I tell you what I did because I I think like within about five or six clips I knew that there was two people. Uh, hmm. I watched. I think I typed in guilty or murder or missing or something like that. Mm. or confession. I was typing words like that in there to see if there was anything towards the end. And then I came to a clip where they mentioned, I think, like, yeah, it was talking about, it mentioned someone called Hannah, right? Mm -hmm. That was the first name that I saw. So then I typed in Hannah, and then I got the clip of, I believe it's Hannah, saying, oh, Hannah, 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 why did you tell them about Eve? Oh, yeah. And then I typed in Eve and then found this like clip of her saying about drowning Hannah. And I was like, oh, they're talking about each other. And then that was it. Hmm. So yeah, that I came took, really quickly for me. I took a very different path because as soon as I started watching the first clips, so the default, the initial search is for mother. And the the, the, the first clips that I watched... um. They, she started talking about the local where they go to, so I started searching for the names of these people and the local and the, you know. Uh, you see, I jump. The, the I reckon I started in a very different way to you because I was jumping around a lot. And you know, late, I was trying to follow. Later on in the game, I started, let's say I'd search for the word mirror. I would watch every clip, but initially I was like, watch one clip, jump around, watch one clip, jump mm-hmm. around. And I don't expect that was the way you played. No, no, I, I, I took a very completionist approach. Yeah, which is exactly what I expect you would do because that's just that's, yes. that is your style. But I was like yeah. jumping around all over the place, uh, and that was how I ended up, I think, coming to finding those clips quicker than you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the reason why. Because I anyway. was like, I was like sending you messages, and you were like, "How are you doing this?" Yeah, <laughs> it was so different because I was very slow, I considerate, and instead you were jumping all over the place. I was going crazy with it. What's your What's your overall take on on her story? I think this is a game that everyone should play, um, like like because it's not a video game in the traditional sense. So people aren't going to get struck out by the fact that they don't understand how to use touchscreen joystick controls um, and stuff like that. And it's just a thinking game. You just have to sit and think about it. So I might introduce it to my girlfriend and, and say, just say to her, like, just 
just sit for a couple of hours and just do this because I think she would love it. Um, but I think that if you're listening to this and you haven't played it, even though you've sat and heard us talk about it, which you really shouldn't have done, uh, you should still play because now you know our theories, you should go and try and work it out for yourself and see what you think. I think it's a, a masterpiece of, of game design. It's just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Maybe. Super recommended game on the App Store. Mm-hmm. What is it, like $5? Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. True. So but there are a couple of other games, but I think we should hold them because I want to play a little bit more of both. And I agree. Prune, which is a game yes. you should check out first. And I'm going to be downloading Journey. Oh, I'm playing Journey. <laughs> yeah, so I know, I know what happens, but I still want to play it because I've never experienced it. Um, okay, I don't, so this is great so far. But let's talk about it next week. I, I know 100% of what happens in Journey. Oh, man, okay. I've listened to two podcasts about it. Oh, man. So I have no idea what's going on. That's <laughs> so. that's perfect, then you should plan it properly. Okay. If you want to find the show notes for this week, head on over to relay.fm slash virtual slash 46. Thanks again to Squarespace for sponsoring. If you want to find us online, I'm at imike, I-M-Y-K-E, and Federico is at Vitici. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Federico. Arrivederci.